You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What up? This is Shan, and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? Days. Calling all daddies. Men. Males, fathers, like, come on, like, do you or would you want your daughters bringing a young man, young male to meet you and be like, hey, dad, this is my boyfriend or this is my fiance. Like, the person you are, the male you are, the man you claim to be, the father you claim to be, are you worthy of being a good example of the man that should be courting your daughters or will be courting your daughters later on? And if so, like, why not? You're the first man your child as a girl should be around, period. And my thing is, why not be that example from when they're young So when they become young ladies who want to date and want to have boyfriends and have an idea of what is it like to be married, go for the right man. And I always say this, whether you're a man or a woman, as a parent, I want my child to aim for to be someone better than I am. Meaning... The person that my daughter should be with, I want them to be 
better than I could ever imagine to my daughters. I want them to be caring. I want them to be loving. I want them to be considerate. I want them to be uh, dependable, respectful, uh, intelligent. Um, I want them to be spontaneous. I want them to be uh, compassionate. I want them to know what it is to appreciate a woman. I, know, I want them to have a great relationship with their mother or the woman that raised them if they weren't raised by their biological mother. I want the man that, you know, my daughters choose to be with to uh, want the best for them as much or even more than I would. I want them to work with them to become better people. Um, and I, I want him to be sure of himself. I don't want my girls with a, a, a boy or a male who doesn't have a plan for himself, is not driven. I want them to just be open-minded about life. Uh, funny, enjoyable to be around, pleasant, someone that's not assuming, you know, who I want them to be in front of me. I want them to be who they are in front of me when I'm not around. Like, I want that type of authentic person for my daughters as a mother. As a, as a father, though, I'm not a father, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't talk to... Um, my uh, four-year-old's dad about what what male he wants. Um, he may want, you know, Anya to be with later on in life because he hasn't been the greatest example as a father. So, sir, I, no, we can't have the discussion because you're still clueless. Um, as far as uh, Arya's dad, my one-year-old's dad, he... He can't. I can't have that discussion with him either because he's a um, almost he's a forty-year-old male who does not love himself, and that's the reality today. Where we have grown men past their teens, past their twenties, past their thirties who do not love themselves, and um, you know they live a life where because they don't fully understand who they are and they don't fully uh, love themselves, they can't 100% love someone else. And those men uh, may have kids sometimes. Those men go through uh, multiple relationships with different women and they're still clueless at the end of the day. And they have this, this anger you know, within them, uh, where they're not taking the time to figure out what the answers are to their questions, and they're not figuring out, you know, that, hey, maybe I should take some time for myself to figure out what it is about myself that's making me hurt other people, uh, so I can be better for the people who care about me. And we live in a society where it doesn't matter where you were born, what type of family you come from. Um, if you don't deal with the things you need to deal with as a male, 
especially today as a brown male in the United States. <laughs> uh, because that's where I live. I can't speak about other countries. You're going to have a very hard time. And you're going to have a very hard time raising uh brown boys that look like you too because you're still trying to figure yourself out um let alone raising daughters um to love themselves to treat themselves with respect to go for you know their goals and um push harder when they feel like giving up you're gonna have a hard time encouraging that if you can't do that for yourself if you can't motivate yourself, who are you to try to motivate somebody else? Who are you to, um, you know, tell your daughters to respect themselves when you disrespect their mothers? Uh, when you don't show example of what it is to, um, you know, be respectful to a woman? How can you tell her to respect herself and don't be with someone that's disrespectful when you're constantly disrespectful, when you're constantly mistreating, when you're constantly misleading. You have to be a positive aspect in your child's life, period. But when they're, they, your kids are girls, when, you're, when your daughters become young women and they start having questions and their bodies start changing and uh, you see older men giving your daughters inappropriate looks because they look different. They look grown and I don't know about you but from what I've been seeing a lot of these young girls are like 13, 12, sometimes 8 with full breast and hips and butt and you know these clothes don't make it any better today of how they um they uh you know cut these clothes like my daughter's one there's no reason why my one-year-old is wearing skinny jeans why does a one-year-old need skinny jeans so i i buy you know ari sometimes boys jeans sometimes boys loose jeans sweatpants like there's no reason why my my one-year-old's clothes is fitting tight like, spandex, I can understand that. That's a clingy fabric. But my jeans for my daughters don't need to be skinny. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to see, you know, my child's butt protruding through her pants. And she's, she's young. She's a child. I don't want to see my child's midriff in her shirt because her shirt is cut a certain way. You know, certain things are appropriate um, for a child so a child can stay within a child's mind um, not to entice adults to look at her or him and I pay attention to a lot of things especially because I come from a, um, a design background I pay attention to you know why clothes are designed a certain way and for the most part I, I don't care if something is for boys or something is for girls when I dress my daughters, I just want them to be comfortable in their clothes and I want to be comfortable in what clothes they put on, period. That's going to be how I will be for the rest of my life. Like, I've never gone out the house personally in something uncomfortable that was showing, you know, certain parts of my body that I wasn't 
you know, comfortable showing. And I don't want them to assume, oh, hey, my friends wear this and girls at school wear this, so I'm gonna wear this. There will be no, you putting a different outfit in your backpack. There will be no, uh, you're stopping at a friend's house early in the morning before you go to school to change your clothes. There will be none of that because I'm doing drive-bys, honey. I'm doing pop-ups. Like, all of that, <laughs> you have to, um, males, fathers, you have to be that example for your daughters um, of who you would want them to be with as a companion. Um, because it's going to help frame your daughter's mind um, on what man they would want to deal with, what man they would admire, and why. Um, you know, me, even uh, being young, uh, being like six, seven, eight, I, I developed my own understanding of, you know, who my father was and what his personality was. And he wasn't the most pleasant person to be around, but he was true to himself, whether you liked him or not. Um, he was very womanizing, and I noticed that at a, at a young age. Um, you know, after church, even with him being married to my mom for 13 years, uh, he would drop my mom off to go, you know, start Sunday dinner after church, like right after church, and go play the lottery with me and my brother in the back seat. And on his way there, he's, you know, yelling at women out the window and getting numbers and talking to them while we were in the car. Like, he had no, uh, no moral, morals about himself when it comes to certain things. He didn't care. And uh, for the most part, I feel like he disrespected my mother as a woman, as a mother, um, because she stayed and she allowed it. Um, the way he talked to her was kind of like, she had to do the things that she was doing for him. Um, I hated how, uh, what's the word? Um, how just like, just, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. Like, why are you so quiet? Like, there's so much to say right now. Did you not hear what this, 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 this man said to you? Like, I see, like, I see my mom, uh, cook this man three meals a day, um, clean his house, um, wash his clothes, fold his clothes, sort his laundry, um, make his bed, uh, iron his clothes for work, for church, just everything, everything. And I don't remember, um, my father ever, um, taking her to a doctor's appointment. My mom took the bus or the train or the trolley in, in Philly. I don't remember him ever taking uh, me as his daughter to a doctor's appointment. I don't remember him ever going on field trips with us. I don't remember, we would go out to like, um, uh, like dinner together as a family on Sundays only, but we really didn't do a lot of stuff together. And it was very like, ooh. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be with a man like that. I don't care how long we're married. I don't care uh, what he has. I want to be with a man that wants to equally do for me as much as I do for him. 
And because of how my mom's relationship was with my dad for the longest time, I told myself, I'm not, I don't want to be married. And that is what you don't want, you know, for example, for your daughters, if you want them to be with the best. You don't want to put like a, a messed up, um, not well-rounded relationship in their minds as to what it is to be adults and what it is to have children and share a home in their heads thinking that's what that is. Because if it's unpleasant, they're not going to want to strive for that. And it goes both ways. A lot of a lot of people today they're not married. They're not committed to each other, but they're they're living in a home. No. Let me rephrase it. They're, they're living in a house that's supposed to be a home with children in it, not being their their best examples for that child as to what a family is supposed to be. And I will not ever in life stay in a house in an apartment in an enclosed wall with either one of my children's fathers for the sake of doing it for the children. Because if we can't be our greatest examples as to what parents are together, then let's be our greatest examples as to what parents are apart. As long as we're doing it in a positive manner. Like, I don't want the negativity of, of yelling, of dishonesty, of disrespect. I don't want that vibe in my house. Like in my house right now, it's very chill, very peaceful. There's no arguing here. If anybody's screaming in here, it's Anya and Ari. And they're playing. There's no cussing in here. There's no uh, nobody getting drunk. There's nobody smoking anything in my house. It's just a peaceful place to be. And that's how I want my children to feel when they're in a home. And for males with daughters, because not every male to me is a father, and just because you help partake in creating a child doesn't make you a dad either. Please, I'm telling you, if you haven't done your best already, do your best now. Because your, your, your daughters only grow up and they develop and their mind change and their perspective change. And it took me, I wanna say, uh, 29 years, 29 years of my life to actually realize what my parents' uh, marriage was. And to me, it was a business exchange. My dad chose to marry my mother to help bring up her sons from Jamaica as long as she cooked and cleaned and took care of his house and his child, which is me. And she agreed. So over the years, I'm just like, hey, hmm, that wasn't very uh, husband-like of him to do. That wasn't very husband-like of how he should act. Um, the fact that he would disrespect your mother in front of you, that's not something I would allow in my marriage. It took me so long as an adult to actually realize 
that my parents' marriage was basically a business transaction. And that's how he treated my mom and that's how he talked to her. Don't you ever, as a as a woman, agree to no man what you're gonna do for him as long as he does something for you. That is not a marriage. And if you have to go into a marriage like that, sister, ma'am, retreat. No, don't do it. Don't do it. And um, I don't know. Now I'm I'm kind of like working through the idea of what I believe a marriage is supposed to be. Um, I'm, I, it's like I have the door of the idea of a marriage like cracked open, but it's not like wide open. Because I'm, I'm just trying to see like is that really a possibility? Because I don't, I don't have patience. I, I don't have time, and I'm not about to be repeating myself on uh, things I want and what I'm not about to deal with. And um, it's just men. You just have a uh, a pivotal position when it comes to um, who your daughters choose when they become young women in life. And because of how my father acted and his personality and his ego and his pride, um, he passed away lonely in his house. Um, you know, he had MS. Uh, and you just don't want your children to not care when they hear the words, oh, your dad passed away. And that's that's how it was for me when I was 18 and I was told, oh, your dad passed away. It was nothing, okay? I felt more emotion off of the uh, the puppies in that commercial, okay? You don't want your daughter ever to not feel anything for you because of how you uh, displayed or didn't display affection, how you uh, talked to her mother, how you let your pride run your life instead of making the right decision that you knew deep down in your heart that you should reach out to your child because they didn't ask you to be here. You helped create them, so you take care of them. So in turn, when you're an old man and you need help and you know, you're know you not in your best health, that they would want to take care of you. That's why you do the right thing for your kids. That's why any man I see stepping up and doing what he's supposed to do and then some when it comes to children, I can't do nothing but clap for that because there's too many males out here with brilliant, beautiful, intelligent children that just want them to care just a little bit, just want them to do just a little bit more, just want them to be, you know, available and more compassionate and more of an example of who they should become or surpass. And it's easier when you um, are a male and you know you know what you need to do to be a good father that you don't even show up to try. It's easier not to try. And if you're out there and you're a man and you're a good father and you're doing nothing but trying, thank you. If, you know, you may be dealing with a, a parent, a mother who 
maybe just using your child for money or child support or whatever. You have rights to as a father to take that mother down to a courthouse in front of a judge and ask for visitation. You have rights just like she does. There's no reason why you can't take care of your kids. Don't say the mom won't let you. No, you won't let you. There's a way for you to do it. There's a way for you to do it. You don't need a a, a court system to tell you uh, to take care of your child. That's something you should always want to do. Whether or not she's using that money uh, for your child, that's something you should want to do. That's something you should be doing consistently. As long as you're living and breathing and able, that's something you should be doing consistently. You should be the greatest example to your son or your daughter, period. But when it comes to daughters and fathers, it's just a little bit more important because if you're not the greatest father in front of your daughters as they become young women in life, they're going to end up with a male probably worse than your worst. Period. And I don't want to see any of my daughters worse than who their fathers are. Because I knew by me dealing with their fathers, I could have dealt with way better. But that was my decision at that time. And it's up to me now to make sure that any male I'm interested in or wanting to be in a relationship or I get married to, possibly, quote unquote, that they're the best example for my daughters as they become women, even if their fathers don't step up to the plate. And that's what we have to do as parents be the best example. As a father with your daughters, all I'm saying is be the best example. If you're not trying, try. You can't live in the past, move forward, try. Your kids will always appreciate you trying. What they're not gonna appreciate is you not trying, you not doing, and you always saying. I'm just saying. This is coming from someone who's been in a household with both parents, been out of a household where there's both parents, and seen a mom struggle, make it, do it. She, My mother created uh, an idea in my mind where even if my children's fathers didn't do what they're supposed to do, I could do it. And that's hard to um, get out of the habit of um, as a woman, as a parent, because now I'm, I'm seeing the value in having both parents work as a unit for the common factor of your children being great. So now I'm trying to develop great children with one parent. It's hard. It's harder than having a father and a mother in the household. It's harder than uh, having a father outside of the household sharing the responsibility equally. But in my mind, because of what I saw my mom do for decades by herself, it kind of gave me like a push like I could do it by myself and it was okay to do it by myself. 
Which, if that's something you have to do, it is okay, but that's not something you have to do. You can always have a companion, a man, a father next to you doing it together. But because that wasn't, you know, displayed to me for a longer amount of time, I kind of developed a mindset that I could do by myself. And I don't want to raise my daughters to think that they need to do it by themselves. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm sharing. Men and daughters, just put more effort behind what you're saying and do it. Stop talking. Stop giving excuses. Stop talking about what you tried in the past that didn't work. Tomorrow's a new day. And in a week and a half, it's a new month. And a month is going to be a new year. What are you doing different? Let your daughter be able to say, you know what? You know, I didn't have him for the, you know, this many years. But when I was five, he, he started doing what he's supposed to do. When I remember when I was five, he started coming around. I remember when I was five, he started taking me places. He started visiting more. It was more consistent. I remember when I was 10, he did this. I remember being able to go to his house and visit. Like, you need to be moving forward, not talking about what didn't work in the past because we can't we can't live in the past that's all i'm saying i could go on for hours but i'm not going to you hear my house ain't no kids in here you know what i'm saying i'm not cooking nothing for thanksgiving i'm gonna go to thanksgiving with some friends it's gonna be real low-key i really don't feel like being around anybody but at the same time if i have to it's gonna be around people i really like so y'all enjoy y'all holidays and y'all people. And if you are a father, um, tomorrow be thankful that you have life. Be thankful that somewhere in the world your child is being taken care of even though you're not really putting forth that effort. And be thankful that your child has someone, another parent that's doing everything they need to do for your child. And you don't know when was the last time you called and you checked on your child. But somewhere deep down you know your child is taken care of and you should step up. Tomorrow's a new day. You can step up. My name is Shan. I'm out. Okay? Don't say I didn't tell you. I'm just sharing. This is off of, you know, real life experience. I want to tell you nothing wrong. I'm just telling you things to make you better. Bye! Good night, good night, good night, good night. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 